Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today you will hear a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs entitled, We Will Continue to Labor. In today's message, Pastor Dobbs talks about how whether we realized it or not, the Lord was letting us know that the enemy was preparing his weapons to cause a war in our mind, will, and emotions when it comes to our work for God. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered and equipped by today's message. We reflect back on our theme for 2018, both individually as well as corporately. We must ask the following questions. How did we labor for the Lord? How did we take on the mission of God? How did we do his undertaking? How did we take on his commission? How did we operate in his assignment? How did we take on the task of the Lord? How did we labor for the Lord? Did we accomplish our individual assignment for the Lord? Did we accomplish it? Or do we still need to work on it and finish some things up? Did we collectively complete the undertaking that the Lord Jesus purposed for us as a local body of believers? Did we collectively, not just one of us, but as a corporate body, did we complete the undertaking that the Lord Jesus purposed for us as a local body of believers? And are we continuing to expect Jesus to manifest better in our lives at the close of the year, as well as the beginning of the year, as well as in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, so forth and so on, as he did at the beginning of this year. And we, we, we ask those questions, those are self-reflection questions, as well as those that we need to consider as a corporate body. As we see in this patches of scripture, we see what Paul was clear that believers are to expect it to operate as beloved brethren. Beloved brethren, therefore, my beloved brother, my esteemed brother, my dear brother, he wants us to understand that your brother is important to you. He or she is valuable to you. Never underestimate, amen, the person that sits next to you because they mean something to God. If they mean something to God, they should mean something to us as well. You say, Pastor Dobbs, I barely know the person next to me. It doesn't matter because God knows them. If God knows them, then we should get to know them in a more better way. Are y'all following me here? And let me say this to you. That person next to you can add value not only to the kingdom of God, but to our lives as well. And I love that about God because God brings value to our lives. God is the most valuable asset we have, but God doesn't just keep him to himself. He adds value to us on a day-by-day basis. And we thank God he does. When you have a relationship with Jesus, your life gets more valuable day by day. That means God is making you better day by day. And when we take on the uh, the mantle of God, we're going to get better as his children. He further reminds us the importance of esteeming each other in the Lord in Philippians 2 and 3. Go to Philippians 2 and 3. I want you to, I want to show this to you in Scripture. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3. 
I want you to notice what it says here in Philippians 2 and 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. Esteem other better than himself. See, in Philippians 2 and 3, he states that we ought to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, valuing others above yourself. In other words, I should be modest in what I do for God, lowness of mind what I do for God, meek in what I do for God, unassuming and submissive. Anybody that belongs to God don't mind submitting to the will of God because we realize that submitting is going to take you higher than what you were before you submitted. Thank God for submission. Thank God for a godly leadership that I can submit to so my life can in turn be better. And all that I'm submitting to the word of God. I'm submitting to the, to the word of God and to the, excuse me, the revealed word of God. And also too, when I, when I submit to God, I also see my brother and sister as dearly beloved. I see them as valuable. I see them as something that God died for back on the cross at Calvary. And who am I to turn my nose up at my sister or my brother because they don't act the way and think and talk the way I do. They need to be, their mind needs to be transformed by the renewing of their mind just like mine was. And they, listen, they may say or do something that may seem ungodly, but God, listen, you, you ought to know it, that God ain't finished with none of us yet. Oh, that should have got an amen right there. Oh, amen. God is not finished with none of us. I thank God for his grace and his mercy while he's still working on each and every one of us. Oh, thank God. And so what I see is that people in our lives are valuable. I see them as valuable. And when I see them as valuable, I'm going to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Everybody who I see is valuable. I'm going to share Jesus with them because I know they are valuable to God and because he died for them back on the cross at Calvary. And then when I do this, I know I am fulfilling the word of God. See, we have to work with our sisters and brothers in Christ with a spirit of humility, considering their needs before our needs. And, and when you do that, it's going, your life is going to be so much better. And as we continue to accomplish our mission from God, we must make it a genuine effort to remain steadfast and unmovable. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast on and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I must remain firm in my walk with Christ. I've got to remain firm in what I believe in Christ. If God said it, that settles it. And i got to believe that when he said, he meant what he said and he said what he meant. i got to be unwavering from the word of God. i got to believe that when he God said something. He's not gonna, he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of God that he, son of man that he should repent. God, he is unwavering. He has got to be loyal. I got to be loyal to Jesus as well as my local church. Because in my local church, God is feeding me knowledge and understanding. My life has changed because of my local church. I got to be loyal to my local church because that is where God set up his, his kingdom at here in this particular area. Next thing, I got to be faithful to God. I got to be faithful because God been faithful to me. I need to be faithful to God. I need to be devoted to God because he has been so wonderful to me. I got to be devoted to God. Now I need to be immovable as well, persistent in my pursuit of God. I need to be going after God on a consistent basis. I need to be seeking his face daily because I know when I seek his face daily, he's going to cause things to come work for my good. And we know that all things 
things are working together for our good because we love God and we're called according to his purpose. I need to be fixed on the word of God. I need to say when God said it, that's settled. And when God said I created the heavens and the earth, I'm fixed on that. I don't believe that there was no big bang theory. I believe that God created the heavens and the earth. I, when I look up in the sky, I say, you know what? God created the sky. When I look at the stars, I say, God created the star. When I look at the sun and the moon, I say, God created the sun and the moon. Well, you know what you said? Well, I believe that it came from this, that, and the other. Well, I believe it came from God because when God said it, I believe that when he spoke in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, he said, let there be light. And there was light. And the light has been shining every since. I believe that God did that. I believe he did it. Not do I believe he did it. I believe he's doing it right now. I believe when the, when the sun shines or when the rain comes, God does that too as well. Listen, man want to stop what stop some things from coming, but they can't stop what God has ordained to take place. If God wants it to rain on a Sunday morning, it's going to rain on a Sunday morning. And listen, you can do all you want to, but it ain't stopping from raining. Y'all follow me here. I believe that God is doing what he said here. And I got, and not only do I believe it, I believe I'm going to be stable because I believe in it. I'm not moved by any wind of doctrine that comes my way. And you can't be moved by any wind of doctrine. You can't be moved by a, a pretty, a pretty skirt or you can't be moved by some long hair. You can't be moved by some biceps and some nice smelling cologne. You can't be moved by that. You got to be standing and firm and fixed on what God is saying. You got to be rooted. Not only that rooted, you got to be anchored. I like what the songwriter says. My soul is anchored in the Lord. And I might, your soul got to be anchored in, in the Lord. Your mind, your will, your emotions, they must be anchored in the Lord. Because if not, you'll be moved, amen, because everything don't come out the way you think it of. That's why we walk by faith and not by Oh, because when you walk by sight, things around you will move you. People will move you. Things will move you. Circumstances will move you. But when you fix on God, the circumstance may move. The, the situation may move. But you're not moved because you're like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You shall not be moved. Tell somebody, I ain't moving off everything that comes my way. And so I believe that when we... We need to be firm in fixing allowing love to be our motivation when it comes to our work for the Lord Jesus. My beloved brother, I need, listen, I'm not looking for you to say that you love me, but I'm looking at me to, to say that I love you. Because mm-hmm. I'm motivated out of love. See, I didn't, see, God did not wait for me to say I love you before he told me he loved me. And now I got to be just like God. I can't go to you and say, you know, I'm waiting for you to love me before I love you. No, God loved me before I loved you, before I loved him. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. While I was out there doing my thing, lying, cheating, or whatever, God died for me. And when he died for me, he showed his love for me. And when he showed his love for me, I'm grateful because I'm saved today. And now, now we got, you want to wait for somebody else, amen, to do right by you? No, God did not wait for you to do right by him before he loved you. And so we got to take that same attitude. I'm going to show the love of God towards you whether or not you like me or not. Because it's not based on you, it's based on my attitude towards you. The Bible tells us that pray for those that despitefully use you and abuse you and talk about you and call you all kinds of names. Pray for them, amen, that lie to you, won't pay you back, won't give you what they owe you, won't do this, that, and the other towards you. 
Pray for them. Amen. Don't hate them. Don't get mad at them. Because it's better to tie a millstone around your neck and throw yourself in the sea than to mess with your little one. You better pray for them before you find them laying out somewhere because they have messed with their little, your little one. You know how you are when they mess with your children. Can you imagine how the people, how God is when they mess with his child? Oh, yeah, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. God is not. Amen. Listen, you ain't got to worry about God know how to pay people back. Are y'all following me here? And, and so this is what you got to understand about when you got to be steadfast and immovable. That ministry requires work. Ministry requires work. Let me say that to two more folks in here. Ministry requires work. Let me say it to this side over here. Ministry requires work. That's why it says, that's why we're going to continue to labor for the Lord because ministry requires work. I can't, I got to be steadfast and immovable because ministry requires work. And this is what you got to understand. Church requires work. Your business requires work. And let me say this to you. Your house requires work as well. Your car requires work. You don't believe me? Let that gas hand get low. And see, don't require some work. Every now and then, you got to get your car worked on. It requires what? Work. And everything we do in life requires work. That's why we need to be, first of all, sold out to Jesus. So in turn, he will help us to take care of our work we do on a day-by-day basis. I thank God he helps us to do, help us with our schoolwork. He helps us with our work. He helps us with our business. He helps us take care of our home. He takes, helps us take, help, helps us in ministry. He helps us in every area of our lives. He is a present help in the time of need. Oh, how many know that Jesus is your present help in the time of need? How many know that he helps you in your home, helps you in your school, helps you with your grades, help you raise your children, help you be a father, help you be a mother, help you be a co-worker, help you be a business owner. He is a present help in the time of need. And I thank God that he's helping, oh God, he's helping all of us. Oh, help, help me, oh God, look at three people and tell them he's helping you right now. He's helping you right now. He's helping you right now. He, you may not know it, you may not understand it, but he's helping you right now. He's giving you a right now word, a word from him that's helping you right now. He's helping us right now. And when we, we do things out of love, love will cause souls to be drawn to the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go to Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3. Love. We got to be motivated out of love. That's why he says, my dearly, dearly beloved brother, my beloved brother, I should say, because we must be motivated out of love. Love. Love is such a powerful factor. We know from our previous studies that God is love. Nothing like him in the entire world. God is love. You can't even, good God, I wish I could put it in words, but when you say God is love, that means everything he does is based on love. I was telling the other day, and I, I use this as an example in the prison ministry. I said if God was a body and you cut him anywhere, you would find love gushing out of him. Hallelujah. You come in his foot, you'll find love coming out. You cut him in his eyes, love, you'll find love coming out. You cut him in his hand, you'll find love coming out. You cut him in his left toe, he love, you'll find love coming out. In fact, he want to get mad with you. He loves you so much. He don't get mad. He'll try to manipulate you because God is love. 
We're going to look at that just a little farther here in just a moment here. Love causes souls to be drawn to him. Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. Notice what it says in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everybody say everlasting love. But notice this next part of this text. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. It states in the latter part of this text of the scripture that therefore my with loving kindness, his mercy. I want you to notice the definition to loving kindness, his mercy, his good deed, his favor, his kindness, his faithfulness. I want you to know something about his, his definition of loving kindness, his mercy, his good deed, his favor, his kindness, and his faithfulness. See, when you look, when you talk about God, you don't see nothing about hate when you talk about God. You don't say, you don't see nothing about manipulation when you talk about God. You don't see nothing about contempt when you talk about God. See, I, I, when I was thinking about this, I said if anybody had a right to have contentment, it would have been God when he went to the cross at Calvary. When he would beat with a cat and nine tails. When he was crucified on that cross. If anybody had a right to get upset, especially when he had the power to stop it all from happening, just like that. But he chose not to because he saw me and you in 2018. He saw us and he said, you know what? I can't, I got to go to the cross and die because Pastor Dobbs need me. Harris need me. Thomas need me. Smith need me. How God, Mims need me. Everybody needs Jesus. We need him. And he said, oh God, in another text, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I thank God for his mercy, his good deed, his favor, his kindness, and his faithfulness. And see, and then he says, I have drawn, I have drawn you. So through his mercy, I have, oh, listen, I have led you out of what you was in. Because of your good, his good deeds, he has attracted us to him. Because of his favor, he has drawn us out of darkness into this marvelous light. I thank God for his kindness. He was kind enough to draw me out and to take me away from the very thing that was about to kill me. He had, he loved me enough. Through loving kindness, I have drawn you. I said, God, you know, if any time you, you could have said something to- totally different, you could have said because you messed up, I chastise you and caused you. But when God chastised you, he does it out of love. God, he does it out of love. I know that there, there are parents all over the world that, that say they're parents, but they don't chastise out of love. They don't do it. Out, they do it out of meanness and they do it out of hatred. But God is a God of love. He is a God of love. So you, you see, sometimes I be saying, God, you know what? You know, I messed up so bad. You ought to do this, that, and the other to me. And then God, when he, listen, he's so merciful. He won't even do it. I said, God, you know what? I deserve for you to do this, that, and the other. But he doesn't do it because of his love. His love. And because of his love, I'm drawn to him. Because if anybody deserved to be punished, it's us. Because we, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We messed up. And God is perfect. He doesn't mess up. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't do it wrong. But his love has drawn us out of what we were saying. And can you imagine if his love, see, if you can't, thank you, Lord, I hear you. If you were drawn out by hatred, as soon as that hatred was subsided, you will go back into what you in. 
If you were drawn out because of jealousy, you would go back to what you was in. Even though God is a jealous God, he's not jealous like man is jealous. He has a different type of jealousy. Listen, if you were drawn out because of all the things that he promised you, you say, well, God, he does that out of love. Because somebody can promise you and then renege on the promise. Not only renege on the promise, they can tell you something, but they don't have the capability of causing it to come to pass. How many have ever been sitting somewhere and waiting for somebody to show up, and they say they're going to be there in 10 minutes, and here it was 30 minutes later, they ain't showed up. Oh, look how y'all looking in the sanctuary. Oh, you know, because you got fired up. Before there were cell phones, you're like, where in the world is so-and-so at? They could have, listen, I, I can't call because back then we didn't have no cell phone. We could call folks. And then sometimes they know you waiting for them, but they don't want to answer the phone. Oh, you know how they are. Oh, you know how they are. But God is a God of love. He doesn't change on his promises. If God promised you something, the Bible says this, if he give you a gift, he's not going to repent for giving you that gift. Oh, God, I appreciate that. Because I've seen some people out there that will cuss your mama out and then talk about, thank God for giving me that song. Y'all know them. Y'all know them. Y'all see them every week. You see them on TV and so forth. They, they got a song. They say it came from God. But yet, you see now the fruit that come in their life. And so now, I believe that we received the theme for 2018. The Lord was preparing and warning us that the enemy, our flesh, people, tribe, and so and such like was going to come to tempt us to believe that our work for Christ was in vain. He's listen, they want to tell us that our prayers were useless. Our fasting was empty. Our giving was devoid, had no purpose behind it. That we were not yielding a, we we're not going to get a reward. We're going to be, listen, when God says give it, it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, it would tell you, the enemy would tell you that is not working. I believe that many of us have been down that road, especially when you don't see the immediate results. Oh, let me say that to you again. When you don't see the immediate results, you begin to question God. If you're not walking by faith, instead of walking by, me, if you're walking by faith and not by sight, you got to learn how to say to God, you know what? Even though I don't see the immediate results, I believe that what you said is true. I believe that you said you can heal my body. You got the power to heal it. You got the anointing to heal it. You got the, the listen, you've got whatever I need in your life to heal my body. If God say he can do it, he can do it. If God say he can get you out of debt, you've got to believe that God is going to get you out of debt. Not only that, you have plenty of more to put in store. Not only that, you you believe that God's going to give you a sound mind, you got to believe that God is going to give you a sound mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Lord, if you got to believe that God is going to give you your heart's desire, you got to believe that, stand upon that, and don't let the enemy take you off of it. Because what you're doing is not in vain. It's not useless. It's not empty. It's not devoid of truth. It has no purpose. Listen, purpose is not going to yield a reward. Listen, when you walk with God, God is going to give you a reward. Thank y'all for them two amens right there. But listen, how many believe that God is going to give you a reward because you're following him? Oh, you got to believe that because if the devils can give you a reward, surely our God can give you something better than the devil can give you. 
So either way, it's either going to come from the devil, it's going to come from God. I just choose to get mine from God. I'm like Abraham. I want, nobody said they made me rich, but who? God. And that's why we got to have the same type of testimony. And whether we realize the Lord, the Lord is letting us know that the enemy was preparing his weapons to cause a war in our mind, will, emotions, etc. when it comes to our Lord. Let me tell you something. It ain't nothing like a battle that goes on in your mind. There is nothing like a battle that goes on in your mind. Oh, God. Nobody understands the battle that goes on in your mind. Nobody understands the thoughts that go across your mind on a day-by-day basis. Nobody understands the heartache that you experience in your mind on a day-by-day basis. You can't even tell your family some of the stuff that you deal with in your mind. Oh, if, 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 boy, I'm, I'm so glad that God does not put a video screen above our head and all the thoughts of our mind becoming, oh, oh God, that would be awful. Nobody will be in this sanctuary. They go, you'll see stuff across my mind. You're like, oh, God, what in the world wrong with Pastor Dobbs? Yeah, I need my mind renewed by the word of God just like the rest of us. There will be some people in here that will be, listen, they, will, they might read a scripture and all of a sudden Walmart will go across their mind. All of a sudden, their favorite dessert will go across their mind. All of a sudden, the ball game will go across their mind. All of a sudden, all types of things will go across their mind. That's why I'm glad we don't have a big screen TV over your head or, or something that that's it, all the thoughts that go across your mind. When you, I know some of y'all will be surprised at the number of people that say they like you, but across their mind, I can't stand you. Oh, some of the coworkers that wish you the best, but in the heart, they really stab you in the back. Oh, I will, you'll be surprised to see the number of people at your school that say they like you, but really they don't like you. And you know what? You ain't lose no sleep over it, neither do you. Hallelujah to God. Why? Because you realize who you belong to. You belong to Jesus. Tell your name, I belong to Jesus. Say it like you really mean it. Say, I belong to Jesus. Ooh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because there's a war that goes on in our minds. Oh, sometimes I'll be at night tossing and turning with stuff going across my mind. Sometimes I'll be uh, doing things, uh, quote unquote, at the work, working at the church, working, shopping or wherever, and things go across my mind. It's a battle that goes on with our will and our emotions when it comes to our work for God. Oh, yes. That's why the Lord was preparing our spirit, man, with written and written and revealed word to deal with the attacks on different areas of our spiritual life, such as prayer. And your prayer life will be attacked. Let me, let me say that to you again. Your prayer life will be attacked. It will be. How do you know, Pastor Dom? Because when you get ready to pray, you will find every excuse you can not to pray. Every excuse. Stuff you ain't even thought about all day long. You get ready to pray. There you go. There you go. I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. All 15 minutes. Now, your phone been quiet all day long. As soon as you start to pray, there you go. Bing. What the world? I ain't heard nobody from, heard from nobody all day. Listen, it's four o'clock in the evening. I ain't heard from nobody since last night. No phone calls, no nothing. And here I get ready to pray. Boom, that the phone ringing right there. 
Get ready to study the word of God. Get ready to say, oh, I, I got my concordance out. I got my Bible out. I got, I'm getting ready to get into this word. I'm going to get Pastor Dobbs sermon notes. I'm going to go back and study the scriptures to see what he said. Or, or, is he is he telling the truth or not? And I ain't got no problem. You can study all you want to with my notes. I ain't got no problem whatsoever. I, that I encourage you to study to find out whether or not what I said is true or not. Anyway, every, you get ready to study, and all of a sudden somebody said, hey, I need you to come go with me, go somewhere. What? After something all day long been quiet, as soon as you get ready to study, your prayer life, your study of scripture, your witnessing, you can be, you can have invited 20 people to church. This month alone, not one of them show up. And you think that what you're doing in vain. You invited 20, I'm talking about 20 folks in December of 2018. You invited 20 people and none of them showed up. Be like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? But let me say you see, what you're doing is not in vain. Because the more you invite, one going to say yes one day. And that one they're going to say yes, going to come into the house of God, hear the word of God, and their life going to change for the better. So let me say this to you, keep on inviting, keep on inviting, keep on inviting. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think they heard me. Find two people tell them, keep on inviting, keep on inviting, keep on inviting, keep on inviting. In fact, won't you tell your neighbor, invite them for New Year's Eve, invite them for New Year's Eve, invite them for New Year's Eve, invite them for New Year's Eve. Hallelujah. You're attending church. Let me tell you something. I found it's easy to go every place in the world except church. Thank y'all for the four-way mans. I know I'm probably talking to myself. It's easier to get to Walmart than it is to get to church. It's easier to get to the grocery store and spend money at the grocery store than it is to get to church. And some of us easier to get to work than it is to get to church. Some of us, listen, getting out of bed on Sunday morning is a fight. Thank y'all for I got four-way mans in here. The, they get up uh, during the week. They begin up at six to seven o'clock. Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Getting on up and going out the work. But it's time on Sunday morning. Oh God, let me hit that snooze button. 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 Now, if any time you need to get up, it's on Sunday morning. You'll find out there's some parents they have no problem getting their child to school, but getting them to Sunday school is a totally different ball game. You got to make sure. You got to make sure. Come tell you something. God is still going to be God. He will have no other gods before him. Not even school, not your work, not your business, anything else. Sometimes you'll find loving others is going to be a challenge to you. Loving others is going to be a challenge to you. I, yeah, I ain't talking about folks that are easy to love. That are nice to you all the time. That, that, that treat you like you're the best thing since Slice bread. I'm talking about the ones that don't like you and they tell you they don't like you. And God tell you to pray for them especially. What you mean, God? They don't even like me. I got to pray for them for. He did not ask your opinion about who to pray for. He just gives you instructions whether you got to obey it or not obey it. Oh, yeah, the people that don't like you, let's keep on living. If they don't like you today, 2019 will be your year. All right? 2019 will be your, let me go ahead and just prophesy to you. I might be lying, but somebody ain't going to like you. But don't worry about it because God is still Lord. Are y'all following me here? They didn't like Jesus, so you might as well get ready for it. Are y'all mind? Oh, you don't think, why do you think they took him to the cross? They didn't like him. That's why they took him to the cross. They didn't like him. 
So everybody, everybody that claims the name of Jesus is not going to be liked in every section of their life. So you got to get over that. You got to just go ahead and do what God told you, but you got to love them, don't I think I heard two and a half amens right there. I, I'm working on you. I'm working real hard, okay? But yes, even if they don't like you, you still got to like them. You got to pray for them. You got to listen. I'm praying for you whether you like me or not. Woo! Take them. I'm praying for all of my friends and my enemies as well. Hallelujah. It don't matter. They don't like you because God will even use your enemies to be your footstool. Yes, he will. I've seen folks that did not like what I was doing here in ministry come to respect me a little bit later on. I, I don't, listen, I, listen, I try not to do stuff to folks, but every now and then the Old Testament me come out. Everybody know the Old Testament me realize that that's not a good thing. In fact, it was just this past week I said, oh, Lord, I realized the Old Testament me come out. It's fun. I was going to do something, and um, I'm going to tell you the whole story, but my family called me up and said, you be nice when you go over there. And they called me back again. You be nice when you go over there. Hey, what y'all, what y'all, 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 some, y'all, y'all know something I don't know. And, and they were right. Because <laughs> if I didn't get what I wanted at a certain time, it wasn't going to be a pretty sight up in there. But you know how God worked it out, though? Because our first reception I, I, I dealt with, uh, she had, she had a little attitude. I ain't gonna lie to you. She had a little attitude, and boy, I found myself. Um, the Old Testament me was rising up. Old Testament. I'm talking about deep Old Testament. Back in, back in the beginning, with stones and rocks and all that kind of stuff was the judgment seat. You know why they why they why they threw the rocks at them people up there back in the new? T- yeah, yeah. I was that. I, that was me. That boy. Whoa, I was getting hot. And so the next time I went back to that same spot, there was a different person working the front desk. Because I was prepared when I walked there this time. Lord, you had to uh, get at it with me. I, I'll tell you, Lord, I don't know. I'm like, old, old Testament me, Old New Testament me. Which one going to pop up, dog? I know it. But he did He did me a favor because he put a different reception up there. God know what you can handle. God, see, that's the thing. God know what you can handle. He knew that a person would been over there. It might not have been pretty. So we did. Let me change that because I don't want him to lose his testimony. <laughs> Whoa. And so that's what he did. He put a different person with a with a nice personality. We able to talk and just communicate. And she understood my situation. She went out like I was in, in there trying to disturb her date. And went, oh Lord, whoo! Why you didn't set this? I, I'm whoo, Lord. All right, move on, dog. See, see, I feel I feel some rising up right there. I just feel the. I need to go back. So now. Whether we realize, I'm sorry, I said that, I'm sorry, Lord, get ahead of myself. Some of us can agree that we have faced some challenges in 2018, if some, but not all of these areas. We face some serious challenges. Some of us have faced, I'm telling you, I do not have any idea of some of the challenges you have faced in 2018. But by praying for you, I know you face them. I know you have dealt with some things in 2018. That you were not looking at the beginning of the year. If somebody told you you had to deal with this in 2018, you said, man, you got to be lying. But you dealt with it, though. And you know what? You still here after you dealt with it. You are still giving God the glory after you dealt with it. You are still magnifying Jesus after you dealt with what you dealt with in 2018. Woo-wee. Boy, somebody will give God a hand of praise for that, what you did in 2018. Woo! 
Thank you, Lord, for 2018. You did it. In fact, tell two people, you did it. You did it. You did it. You did it. Oh, good God almighty. Now, as we continue to deal with life, vision will keep a person, an auxiliary, a ministry, etc., on course despite the attacks of the enemy. The Lord Jesus has revealed in his word that without a vision, the people perish. The people perish. Go to Proverbs 29 and verse 18. The book of Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. I know you know it, but it's just good to refresh our memory. See, vision keeps you focused. A dream from God will keep you focused when when times get rough. Your purpose from God will keep you focused when, when life comes against you. Where there is, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. Where there is no revelation, no revealed word, people go wild. They cast off restraint. They, 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 see, vision keeps you restrained. But when you don't have vision, you just run it to and fro every which way. You have no purpose. You have no reason for being. And as, let me say this to you. It's more than just raising, getting get up in the morning, raising your children. It's more than getting up in the morning and going to the same job day after day. Your life is more than that. You have vision. You have a revelation from God, a divine revelation from God. And that's why you need to come week after week to get a divine word to keep you in focus, to keep you operating in your purpose. That's why there is no word. That's why life seems useless. When you don't have a word, you don't have revelation, you don't have a written or revealed word on a week-by-week basis, yeah, you're going to feel like your life is vain. That's when people start contemplating suicide. That's when people start contemplating running away, not taking care of their responsibilities, because why? They have no purpose. They have no vision. They have no divine revelation. They don't know why they ain't on earth for You'll find people that God created that will tell you things like, I don't know why he created me. The one who created the heavens and the earth, especially you, people will come to you and say, you know what? I don't even know why he allows me to live. Why? Because they don't have divine revelation. They are, they see their life as useless. Because why? They have no, listen, that's why it's important we come in week in and week out to get his word because it gives us a divine reason for being here. Oh, let me tell you something. Because you, let me tell you something. Raising your children is good for a season, but sooner or later they're going to start doing their own thing. How, how many know what I'm talking about right here? One day they're going to come to you and say, you know what? Hey, mom, dad, I, I can choose my own clothes. I can choose my own clothes. I don't want to wear that to, to school today. What you mean you don't want to wear that today? I picked that out for you. I ironed that for you. Oh, that was last year, mom, dad. And then you go into your mom, dad mode. Well, buy your own clothes then and see what it looked like. I know y'all. I know y'all. I know y'all. Y'all be able to say, buy your own clothes then and see what that. No, they're going to get older, y'all. 
They don't, they don't want their hair plaited like they did when they were growing up. They don't want to get a little style to their hair. They don't want to go to the beauty parlor. They don't want to get their nails done and their toes done like you got your done. And you go walk on zone and say, well, hey, instead of you paying 20, now you got to pay 40 and 50. Like, what the world? Instead of your hair getting done, now you got two hairs getting done. Now, oh, God. You go once a week. Now they want to go once a week. Now what you going to do? You wearing heels. Now they want to wear heels. Ooh. They grow up on you. They grow up on you. So what, you going to live your whole life through your children? There's more to that than just, there's a season for that. I know that because when children are young, they need you constantly. But after a while, you'll be needing them, and they're like, they don't need you. Thank y'all for a full amen right there. Hallelujah. You were like, uh, they were like, uh, drop me off right here. What you mean? I, I got to drop you away down here. I can't drop you off in front of the front door. So people can see me. No. They're going to start living a life without you. That's why he said, train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And when they're old, they won't depart. Even though they don't know it yet, they ain't going to depart from it. Because why? The word is working in you. That's why we got to constantly pray for our children. I'm praying for uh, baby Strickland, even before baby Strickland get him. Because they don't know what they got to deal with raising the baby strictly. Are y'all following me? You know why they don't know? Because you, you, have you seen their mom and daddy? What? That's why, oh, Lord, you right, Pastor. I better start praying now. Oh, you late now. You should have prayed a long time ago. That's why we got to pray for baby Olivia. Have you seen baby Olivia, mom? What? That's why we got to pray. Gotta pray. We cannot, cause children gonna grow up, y'all. You can't live your life based all around your children. You got to follow the purpose of God for your life. You got to live the purpose of God for your life. Cause if you fulfill destiny, it'll help your family fulfill their destiny as well. You can't do right by God and God not do right by you. If you can't take care of God's house and God not take care of your house, Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. He's going to do it. He's going to take care of our children. Take it, but God going to take care of our children. So we have a divine word, divine revelation, a divine purpose that God has given unto us. Let me finish this up. After this year, we should be convinced that we are doing a great work for Christ. And our labor for him is not in vain. We must encourage each other as well as, as, as ourselves not to get weary in well-doing, according to Galatians 6 and 9. Because if you ain't careful, you'll be and got weary. Weary ain't no joke, y'all. And let me go ahead and tell folks this real quickly. The devil ain't, ain't playing either. He ain't playing. The devil come to steal, he come to kill, and he come to destroy. And when you, you dealing with the devil, he's going to try to make you weary. Weary. He gets you tired of doing things that are godly. Godly. 
Now, he'll mix it in with some other stuff you get frustrated with, but he'll try to get you fr- frustrated, upset about things that you're doing that are godly. Talking about these things ain't working. This, this ain't, these prayer life ain't working. This giving ain't changing my living. This, this word is not changing the way that I think, the way I talk, and the way I act. He'll tell you this is not working. Oh, but the devil is a lie. That's why Galatians 6 and 9 is so relevant to what we're talking about. And let us not grow weary while doing what? Good. Not while doing bad, but doing what? Let me tell you something. He would not put that in there if the enemy would not give you that particular dialogue. He'll give you that dialogue. I'm doing good, but I'm tired of doing good. And I'll be honest with you. I'm going to admit mine. You ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to admit to anything. I have said in my mind, I'm tired of doing what's right all the time. I said it in my mind. I'm tired of doing what's right. I want to tell some folks off like everybody else do. I'm going to tell them all that like everybody else. Because, you know, we want to tell them off. That's when everybody knows my name when I walk in the door. That go past the dog right there. What? Oh. They have to watch my tongue, the way I talk and think. And I got to be nice to folks because y'all going to anger. So I, I go like to you. I go into some places angry, y'all. Angry before I get into the place I'm going into. Now, you pass now. I know y'all probably don't experience nothing like that. I'm trying to help you so you don't run the, man, I went, well, when I was working at the job, sometimes I have to go to work angry. I was mad while going to work. You might know nothing about that. I was okay when I left the house, but the more I thought about work, oh, I got to deal with this day. Oh, God. Oh. By the time I woke, 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 got in that parking lot, whoo, fired up, boy. Soon as I got in, I was church yesterday, Pastor Dodd. Oh, it was nice, man. Thank you for asking. And, you know, you change your whole demeanor by the time it's all over with. Because God know how to get you. I'm telling you, you can get weary in doing what is right. You get weary. That's why he put that in Scripture, y'all. Because he knew there would be people like us who are doing right by folks. And folks not doing right by us. Oh, I met the one person in this room. This one. I don't need two or three. Just one. You ain't got to raise your hand. This one person in this room that got somebody a gift and they did not get you anything. And it made you feel some type of way. You had to be careful of what you said. You had to catch yourself. All right, Lord, you want me to give because this is your birthday. And I know I, I spent this much money on them, but and they didn't give me a thank you. After they got it. And so, but, okay, God, thank you so much for helping me, Lord, in this particular process. I mean, God, God will help you. I mean, you'll be sowing into people's life. And, and, and let me tell you something. When you go soar, you're going to soar in a lot of different places where you don't get a return back. Let me go ahead and put that out there. So, Lord, that's a good revelation for somebody in the sanctuary. You're going to sow in places where you not get a return. But when you sow into God, you may not get it from there, but you're going to get it from somewhere. You're going to get it from somewhere. Yo, yeah, you're going to get it from somewhere. Oh, I'm telling you something. Oh, thank you, Lord. I hate you. I hate you, Lord. Let me say this shit with somebody in the sanctuary. I pray that you receive this right now. God got a blessing with your name on it. 
I don't know who you are, but I know that somebody in this sanctuary, God is setting you up for something great to take place in your life. Oh, I see that good measure pressed down, shaking together, running over, getting ready to pop up in your life. Oh, my God, it might happen here real soon because I believe that is a right now word. You have been sowing into different grounds as the Spirit of God has directed you. And now you're saying, God, when am I going to get my return? When am I going to get my good measure? When am I going to get my press down? When am I going to get my shaking together? And God is saying, it's not going to be many days from now. You're going to get your press down. You're going to get your shaking together. You're going to get your running over. Man is going to give into your bosom. Woo! And that's what I love about God. See, we have witnessed great rewards and blessings and miracles, healings and restoration. Despite trials and tribulation, and let me say this to you, even in the midst of your trials and tribulation, God is still blessing you. God is still blessing you. God does not let a trial, God does not let a tribulation stop him from blessing you. Woo! How many agree with that, agree with that right there? Let me see a show. I need to see a show of hands. Amen. How many believe that during trials and tribulation, God knows how to bless you? Woo! Thank you, Jesus! Yes, God. That's why, that's why we're going to, we will continue to labor for the Lord. We will continue to labor for the Lord because we know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Even in 2019, even though it may not be our theme, it is, listen, we're going to know that our labor is not going to be in vain in the Lord. It's not going to be in vain. We're going to continue to lay. We're going to continue to work. Not only that, we're going to work with our beloved brethren. Who am I talking about? That person sitting beside you. That person sitting behind you. That person sitting to the right of you. That person sitting to the left of you. We're going to work together. Say that with me. We're going to work together. Find you three people. Look at them and say, we're going to work together. 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 And as we embrace 2019, I'm convinced that the Lord has a written and revealed word that will prepare us to continue the work for him. It's up to us individually as well as corporately to ask the Lord to open our hearts so that we can receive his word with readiness of mind. According to Acts 17 and verse 11. With readiness of mind. I know you got in the Sunday school lesson, but I want to just reiterate something a part of this that was said, Acts 17, verse 11, reads as follows. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word. Notice this. They received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. They were eager to receive his word. They had a willing mind to receive his word. They were hungry for truth to receive his word because they know it was his, their life was going to be better. And if us, we in the sanctuary, will have that same mindset, there's nothing we can't do together. There is nothing that we cannot do together. We will. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. 
And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.